Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, Catherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office Podcast. So today I have a special guest, Candice Haza. She also goes by Candy. She is a spiritual strategist and business intuitive and the founder of CandiceHaza.com and the Intuitive Business Podcast. Excited about your podcast. She works with high-performing, heart-centered women business owners and helps them align their mission to their money so they can develop a highly profitable, soul-driven business. Using her expertise in utilizing intuition and quantum energy field, she's able to help women business owners release the blocks that are holding them back and gain clarity on the direction of their business so they can generate the money they desire while aligning to their truest mission. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today, Candy. How are you? Oh my goodness, Catherine. Thank you so much. I'll get my lips on right today. Boop. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. I was so excited to meet you. Jeannie Spiro's event back in the fall. I rarely do big events anymore. I'm very particular about which ones I go to. And it's funny because for two years in a row, I wasn't able to go. There was a conflict both weekends. And this year, I just kind of said, hey, I don't care what conflict there is, I'm going. Because I knew it was just time. It was meant to be, right? Right. But when I met you, I said, oh, this is someone who's going to be in my life for a very long time. That connection that we can't explain. But we're going to talk lots about energy and connection today anyway. So you and I worked together on my business intuitively. And one of the big things that came out of it was the recognition that I needed to be taking better care of myself and really getting to the bottom of my health and what was going on. And what you don't know, because that was like January, February, is in a post-COVID world, I found out sort of very retroactively that I have neuralgia caused by shingles. And so you had tapped into something that I was kind of poo-pooing and had no idea was really going on. I had this ear pain. This guy, I have ear pain. Well, of course, right around the time of COVID, it got so bad. I was in so much pain that I finally said, I've got to do something about this. The other thing I did out of that advice was I started going to physical therapy for issues with my spine and my neck and my shoulders which is also related to the neuralgia. So I was sort of already doing the right things for it, but hadn't had the diagnosis. So I'm still dealing with it. I'm on the right meds. I've got the right doctors and it's I'm getting better. And I'm really taking social distancing very seriously because I've got to be a little more careful. Shingles is definitely something that can do a little job on your immune system. Oh, so yeah. anyway, I'm a little woo. I think you're a lot more woo than I am. <laughs> But I do believe that absolutely everything is energy. And it was just this amazing experience. So I'd love to talk about how you came to embrace your intuitive gifts. 
Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I do remember now we were talking just as we launched into the podcast about her reading and what I should have probably done is just open the records now <laughs> to look and see. Go for it. Do it. <laughs> well, I'll do it in a moment. I want to answer your question and then maybe that's how we can end the podcast is we'll open your records and see what else is going on. Cause you, you know, your permission, I'll try to be as confidential as possible. I can scan through what I say and what I don't. So speaking of intuition, how I got involved in intuition and for business is basically, I think I was always a little intuitive. As a matter of fact, when I was a child, I was highly intuitive, but there was a situation where I did something and I thought it was bad because of a look that my mom had on her face. And I don't want to throw my mother under any bus because my mother was an angel. She was just the best mom in the world. But you know, as parents, if we see something that we're uncomfortable with, like a woo-woo moment, and we don't know how to deal with it, and we don't understand it, then sometimes we could transmit that kind of thought like this is bad or wrong by an facial expression. So move forward from my four-year-old self till I was probably about in my 30s. And I was, you know, you're talking about your illness, I couldn't walk, I had something that was going wrong with my right foot, and it kept swelling, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. So I wasn't walking very well. And um, I canceled a trip to Italy, and I was starting to get kind of bummed, you know, being in my early 30s, and a foot that wasn't working. So I stayed home from work one day and there was this talk show and I never got to watch talk shows and it was about how to talk to your angels. And so there were three separate guests. I bought all three books. I don't remember all of the books, but what I do remember is that the minute I start reading the one book, I instantly connected with my angels and guides. And that was in November. And I remember I was in Pensacola, Florida, and we got stranded there because of a snowstorm. And then my mom was getting sick. And my guides helped me in January as she was passing. They said exactly what would happen. As a matter of fact, the doctor asked me if I had a medical degree or I was a nurse or something because the nuances that I knew I could have never known. And that's when I start thinking to myself, there's really something to using this other source that I connected to. Wow. That's, it's just amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I can remember being, oh, it's my early 20s. And it was away at a a, a spiritual retreat. And I remember having this very strong feeling that my great uncle was having a heart attack. I was very, very connected to him. And I remember going when we were all sort of sitting down and having prayers. And I said, can we pray for my great uncle? Because I think something's up. And, and this is long before I really knew I had intuitive guess. It was kind of crazy out of the blue. And I'm like, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. But, you know, and we did. And what happened was the next morning, and I find this out several days later, he was in the car. He and my aunt were on their way to church. And my uncle said, something doesn't feel right. I don't feel right. And my aunt said, do you want to go to the hospital? And he said, yes. And he went to the hospital right away and they checked him in and he actually had the heart attack at the hospital. So he was there before it happened. Wow. And you got to wonder, like... Got to wonder if those prayers got him in the right direction quickly. Right. You know, was it something that just energetically was 
connected to him that made him realize? And, and how would I know that in advance? And I've had this happen several times where someone I'm very close to will either have something coming up, like an accident or needing to go to the hospital for a heart attack, or I'll know when someone's about to die. And that's happened a couple of times with people I've been close to where I knew that any day now they were going to leave the planet. And now that I listen to it and pay attention to it, I actually use it. So uh, last May, around May 15th, 16th, I was sure my aunt was going to die. She had cancer and my mom was due to come up. I'm going to make it up. May 19th, my brother was due to fly out of town on like May 18th across the world to Australia. I think that's where he was going. And I called them all and I said, we all need to go see Aunt Nancy. Something's really wrong. And and with that, you know, everyone made travel plan changes, etc. And, you know, by Friday morning, it was May 17th. It was my wedding anniversary. So I know exactly what day it was. My brother picked me up at the train station. and We all came down and I'm, you know, God bless Amtrak. They fixed all my train reservations for me. And we all came down and we got to see her and she was very happy and doing very well. And I was kind of like, well, I guess that was poor information. because She's doing great. I'm so glad I was wrong. And a week later, she died. So it was very premature, (laughs) but it was great because we got to see her when she was really feeling well and still happy. And that's a gift. Yeah, that's a gift. It was a huge gift for the family to have. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So it was very intense, but, and I don't, I don't focus on these gifts as much. I'm sure if I did, I would be using them incredibly powerfully, but I'm not close to them. And I think that's important. I know you said something about what partial woo. What did you call it? (laughs) Are you only half a woo? woo. I'm probably a full woo. It's not embracing the fall and I'm only halfway there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. So one of the things I'd love to talk to you about is you put together these absolutely dreamy meditations. So What kind of inspires you in a meditation? And then how can people who really are completely beginners use meditation in some small way to help shift their lives? So what inspires me? I'll talk to that first. I actually go into meditation myself. And as I'm in my meditation, I'll ask my guides if they have something that they want to share with people. I'll ask my guides, I'll say like this month. So in my one program that's for groups, every month they get a meditation and that group's name is going to be Totally Woo, which is branded. But right now you're in the Pivot to Profit. So that's what you know. And every month I create a meditation. So this month, the energy of flow in our businesses and aligning to that energy. And so I asked my guides and they showed me, they divided flow into like F, L-O-W. They divided it out and then they just gave me the information and then I recorded it and send it to my magical team and they do all these things and put buttons and sound and then you get your meditation. (laughs) That's how the meditations come through me. And then, so you asked about meditation. So meditation for me is like so ingrained and it's part of my life. And it's probably been part of my life since I was 12, but I didn't know that I was meditating. But what I used to do when I was young is I'd use that time, that transition time from sleep to wake. And I would hold that space. Like I would put my hands on my heart or I would put my hands on my forehead. I would just be kind of drawn to a part of my body and I would stay in meditation 
for a while and then I would pray. And that's how I used to meditate. And then now I have a new practice where I listen to binary beats. So I use different sound methods. So I have two places I meditate right now. I have a little meditation corner in my office, and then I have a pool outside. So guess where I go on nice days? (laughs) I go out, I take a swim, and then I put my headsets on and I do my meditation. Or if the birds are singing, I meditate with the birds. And Mm -hmm. I want to explain, Catherine, why this is important because... I think like how many times have you heard people have resistance around meditation? Why? (laughs) And they're like, what is it? It's a waste of time. Actually, what you're doing in your business and your life is you're growing your energy container. I didn't know or understand that until I've recently had a client. She was from Australia and she had a very humble job. And that's all I knew about her and that she was living in her brother's garage. That's it. So I open up her records and the next thing I know is I'm totally overwhelmed because I look for the energy of that person. When I saw her energy, I kept seeing her energy and I kept seeing her energy. Sometimes I'll have four to five readings a day times three because I only do readings three times a week. Do the math times four years. And this is the only time I've ever seen this. So I got overwhelmed. So what my guides did is they showed me her energy through my eyes on top of a mountain. So it looked like a view instead of the mass of energy I was looking at. The next thing that they said, her guides, they said, we need you back on the mountaintop to meditate. And they showed me her meditating with the Dalai Lama. And I thought, she's going to think I'm a total nutcase. She has this job that's very humble in Australia. And now they're asking her guides, right? Talk about Tolu, are asking her to come back to the mountaintop. So I look over and I look up at her and she's crying. And Mm -hmm. I said, I'm really sorry. Are you okay? And she says, I never share this with anybody, she said, but I've meditated with the Dalai Lama. And she said, I befriended some men that are monks and their brothers in India, and I spend time with them. And so her her job, she works 15 hours a day, two weeks in a row. Her third week, she travels and she'll go to like Bali, Indonesia, or she has gone to India. And she goes and hangs out with these monks. Well, several times now they've invited her to meditate with the Dalai Lama. And she said, this vibration in her human being is like, she said she, this energy just like pulses through her body. So the second thing that happened that her guide said to her is they need her back to help put more energy into the golden blanket of light. And I said, what does this mean? And I said, I'll tell you what they're showing me. So it literally looked like when she meditated, she would hit a level of meditation that she sent. And it looked like gold. It looked thick. It didn't look like, oh, bright yellow light. It didn't look like that. It was thick. And this energy would be blanketed on the whole world. And they said that that's what the monks in that sector, that's what their responsibility is. Each one has a different energy that they send out to the world. She actually was familiar with this. I still don't know about it. And she said, that's actually true. And her particular field was this love, golden love. 
they said there's five other things that are sent out or something like that, but they would not show them to me because they were very high level. Like I wasn't supposed to be seeing anything more, but I was reading her energy. So that was a pretty cool experience. So what I'm trying to say is meditation isn't where you just close your eyes while you do close your eyes. But what you're doing is you're vibrating your energy at a higher rate so that it can connect two things that are a higher level, which is the next level of you. Wow. That's beautifully said. Thank you. I love, I love meditation time. It's really very relaxing for me. As you know, I'm a cancer survivor. And when I got the diagnosis, I was told you really need to exercise. And I said, well, if I exercise, that's going to take away from my quiet meditation time and my gratitude journaling and everything else. And I quickly landed on a morning practice that works really well for me. And what I do is I take a gratitude power walk. And while I walk, I very deliberately think of all the things I'm grateful for. And what's great is this is a walk that's outside. So it's very easy to notice birds and butterflies and bees and trees and flowers. And, and it's just an amazing thing for me. And morning practice for me is mission critical. It starts my day. If I start my day with gratitudes, my whole day is going to be amazing. It's just how it flows because I think, you know, whatever we focus on is what expands, right? So again, energy, right? So that's my morning practice. I'd love to hear what your morning practice is. So I really have a pretty established morning practice as well. I like to get up around 6.15 and right now it's summertime. So we have a pool in our backyard and of course we're all quarantining. So I've really made this backyard delicious. And so I go out with all my magical flowers and I have planter after planter after planter. And I have a meditation area in my backyard. I have different places. So the first thing I do is I get up and I take a really nice cold swim. And then after I'm really cold, I have this warm robe and I put like my little hoodie up and I get all comfy cozy and I have certain incense that I burn. I have two sticks in the morning for my hour meditation. And I use two different apps. One is Ananda, A-N-A-N-D-A. And then the other one is Sync Tuition, which they advertise on YouTube. It's super great. Both use like the beta and the gamma in both ears so that you can get more out of your meditation because you're recalibrating your brain at a higher level. I always say, (laughs) get your butt down to get to gamma, right? So that's what I do in the morning. And then I put peppermint on because it makes me feel like that puts me in my state, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when I'm doing readings, I use another scent that's called serenity and that's what I do. So anyways, that's my morning. Then I get a big thing of like a big smoothie of Mm -hmm. juices, different like spinach and all that good stuff. I can't have any sugars when I'm doing my readings during the day. I can't have any sugars, any chocolate, any bread, nothing heavy because uh, something about the energy of reading, like the vibration of sugar does not align to the energy fields. So I eat really pristine in the morning. I have stuff at night. (laughs) I make up for it at night. And then I usually... That's right. So then my first client starts at 10. So I have from six to 10 to meditate, to journal. Sometimes I'll pull a spiritual card. I'll look at my agenda for the day, take my nice swim and get ready. And I I just really enjoy that morning practice. 
Now I want to go back because you said something. Get your butt down to get your gamma on. Yeah, get my gamma on. Yep. I used to say I would get my butt down by seven, but I've changed my schedule because I love the summer. But it used to be, I actually didn't say but I used to say, ass down the gamma, baby. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that in my head, because if I'd be putting my makeup on, I'm like, hurry up, ass down to eight, ass, you know, get down to gamma. So I would like, sometimes I'd have to sit down with one eye done because I was that religious about, all right, I got one eye done. I'll have to fi- finish the rest later, but I'm meditating. So now that's interesting. So you do one eye at a time. See, I do the little section of one thing and both <laughs> eyes. And so sometimes I get done and I've forgotten mascara. <laughs> One thing I need the most being somewhat, this is enhanced blonde. <laughs> I'll call this enhanced blonde. I was, I have to tell you, I was so happy to be able to go to a hairdresser and get my hair done. It was really, I didn't think that would matter to me, but eventually it really mattered to me. And I was like, I really just want my hair cut. We haven't gotten there yet. This is pandemic hair still. So I actually like it. It looks pretty. Thank you. It's gray and it's yeah. curly, but it's here. I'm grateful. Oh, good. We have hair. We have and hair. I don't know about you. Did you lose your hair? I lost my hair. No, I didn't lose it. I had that thyroid cancer. I was the only person right. in the in the whole cancer treatment centers of America that was a patient with the full head of curly locks and and I gained 35 pounds with my cancer because it was thyroid cancer. So people thought I was a visitor. So I would get everybody's beautiful stories about their journey of cancer. So it was really a special gift. Did you, were you on steroids? Cause I was on steroids. I packed on 20 pounds. No, it was, uh, you know, when they take your thyroid out, my body wasn't real happy when they took it out. Most people, they adjust. Well, they tell you that you adjust in two weeks. I've not met a thyroid cancer patient yet. It hasn't taken over a year and a half to get some sort of rhythm back in their body. So it's all good. (laughs) It's interesting you say that because I was a year of treatments. And then I was a solid year before I sort sort of started to feel semi human. And I can really say here at over four and a half years, I really feel like I'm pretty much back. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever be fully back because they shut down all my hormones and you're just a different person without your hormones. Yeah. So you're a different person without your thyroid. You're a different person. Actually, in some ways, it's a very similar thing, taking out your thyroid and taking out your hormones. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It takes out everything. Yeah. It takes out everything. So I get it. They're really what monitor us and, and especially as women. I guess men have other challenges, which I don't understand because I'm not a man. So I'm not going to talk to that. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> so I want to talk about your, because you've, you've talked about your outdoors, which is yummy sounding and heavenly. And, and it's funny, you're not alone. So there's certain trends that have come through COVID. And one of them is, is people are really updating their outdoors. Or if they're in cities, they're moving out of cities so they can have an outdoors. And, and watching some of the things that have changed and the values and, and, and getting to know my neighbors when I take my power walk. I'm like, oh, all you people live here? You're all so nice. <laughs> so you recently redid your indoor environment. And for anyone who's watching this as opposed to being on the podcast, I'm sitting in a different room than I'm normally in. That is because I'm at our Bank Island Beach House and I'm in our home office there. So... You're in your home office, but you've just done this heavenly shade of yellow and it's all, what's that called? The faux painting. I can't yeah. think of sponge painting. Is that kind of sponge paint? I, I don't know what they call it, but they did a really good job. Oh, it's um, just beautiful. It looks like clouds. 
Yeah, it's like light beigey clouds. And I actually have this downstairs and I've had it for a whole bunch of years and it started to chip off. And I said, I like this so much. Can you do more of it? And she did my office a little bit differently, but she did a great job. And I have like handmade stencils. They're really cool. So, and then this wall, as you can see, it's all white. And right. that is my whiteboard. I usually have things all written on it, but it's like seven by eight by seven by eight or something giant brain whiteboard (laughs) that's how i work like if you ask me how i work i have like these brain i call them brain dumps and i have to get it out of my brain and then i'll sit i'll process it for about a week that's how my brain works right so i have mine all in notebooks and the upside to having it on the wall is you know exactly where it is and how to find it i'm flipping through the notebook i one of the things i do now is i put sticky notes on important parts of the notebook so i can quickly refer back to them. And I'm almost to the point that they're going to be color-coded. I'm getting that crazy with it. Because I, as a person who has ADHD, color-coding is really, really helpful for me and is for people with ADHD. It's a great way for us to have something to quickly attach to. So like when I make a calendar, it's all my... I have a physical paper calendar. I put everything color-coded. And then those colors match exactly what's going on in my Google calendar on my computer. <laughs> So I'm all about the color. Anyway, back to your office. So um, like energetically, I love the space I'm in. I love this. It's just, it's got boats and it's got dreamy colors and it's very relaxing. And you've done something similar, not with boats, in your office. And since we're talking about energy, let's talk about from your perspective, how does your, how's your energy shifted since you've redone your office? And I will say the caveat, I did not, help you do your office, even though I would have been honored to do so. You did this on your own and it looks amazing. I love it. Thank you so much. So what happened was I don't have a huge house. It's like 2000 square feet. It's a modest home. And one of the smallest bedrooms is like 11 by nine. And so that always was kind of an empty room. And so I made it into an office. Well, my daughter's been out of this space. This used to be a bedroom. And then I had a foreign exchange student. I had a girlfriend that lived here. So I've had different people live in this space. I had two foreign exchange students. And all of a sudden I was sitting in my office and I like tripped one more time over like you have your podcast, Mike, you have your lighting. And I was like, I just, I'm frustrated with this space. And then I was in meditation. And my guide said, if you want a bigger business, move into a bigger space. Nice. And as soon as I heard that, I thought, game on, baby. And I had a, a home organizer coming to my home and I thought, you know what? I bet you we could flip these two rooms and boom, in three days, we flipped the two rooms. And then you're never going to believe what happened. I find this lady to paint my walls. This is a true story. She's actually going to be on my podcast. So I do certain things to the energy of the space that you're in. And the first thing I did is I picked different oils that have different energies that I want in the room. So like, say for instance, I had lavender because I want people to have a healing energy. And so I won't say all the things that I put in, but the lady came to paint and we opened up the paint and I put my oils in and I just sat there and I stirred and I stirred the paint. And the more I stirred, I just, I pictured like 
the abundance that I wanted to come in, the amounts of, of money, the amounts of clients, what type of clients, people that need healed. And I was just sitting there stirring and stirring. So anyways, this woman comes and she paints and she brought, brings her daughter. They're very respectful to the space and they're like painting together. And all of a sudden I'm downstairs and I hear like they're super excited and they're super noisy. And I'm thinking this, they're super careful. So what's going on up here? Like I knew they were excited. So I go like marching up the steps. I'm like, is everything okay? Are you guys all right? And they're like, oh my God, they're hugging and they're crying. And I like, as I say this, I'm getting goosebumps. The woman who was painting, her husband had been waiting for a heart transplant And after I put like these healing intentions and all these intentions while they're painting the office, they get a phone call to come. There's a heart for her husband and they needed to be there at six o'clock at night for the transplant. (laughs) So I'm like, you know what? I think there's some good energy going on in here. (laughs) And so that's what happened as the last part of the paint got placed on the walls. So to answer your question, I think that by looking at spaces, changing spaces, placing your intention in spaces, it could be life-changing not only for yourself, but possibly even for those that you serve in your business. And in this situation, I don't even know what to say about it. It really served everybody very well. Love that. That's such a beautiful story. I, I never knew that story. This wasn't a setup, folks. That was a, <laughs> no, it really, it really wasn't. I, I never really shared it with anybody. And I actually had her scheduled, but something happened. So we have to reschedule. And her husband, by the way, is already home. He got home pre COVID. He's completely healthy. They're just so happy because most of his children's life, he's had this illness and they knew that he would need a transplant. So now he has a whole neat new leaf on life and I am really happy for the family. Yeah, I am too. And I want to say something here that people may not realize. We throw around the word abundance a lot. And so here you were putting abundant intentions into the paint and they were manifested not just in the fact that you've got a whole lot more clients and a thriving business, but in this other form of abundance, which is this life he gets to share with his family. Yeah. It's really important people see that. Like abundance for me right now is I'm running a home-based business, not in my home. I'm in my second home, you know, where at the end of the day, and for me right now, my work hours are six-ish a.m. to two, two thirty in the afternoon. In the afternoon, I can go out and enjoy. Uh, a walk along the water. I could go out on a paddleboard or a kayak. That's abundance. And that, that doesn't oh my goodness dollars yeah. in. You know, and as you know, we just had a situation where a renter cancels and that means lost dollars, except that it means I get more time here. So <laughs> no, we abundance, we baby. Our feelings around what abundance is our <laughs> definition. Oh my gosh. I'll tell you what, this morning I saw abundance. I had six people on my staff call because I'm launching a summit, but that's not where the abundance was at. I just looked at each one of those people on my team that were hand selected and uh, for different reasons. And my daughter is now part of our team. So I call it Team Woo. W-O-O, Windows of Opportunity, Team Wounds. So that's the name of my team. And I looked at each one and I thought of how much I 
love them. Mm. You know, like one is my girlfriend and she's really great. And one's my coach and I love her. And I mean, I'm not just saying love. I mean, I love them. Not just, oh, yeah, I love those people. No, I, I feel for them in my heart. And Angela, like my assistant and you know, everybody on that team, Kate, I, I don't love Kate yet, but I love Kate, you know, <laughs> like, but I think she's so precious. Like to me, she almost feels like a daughter. And I'll tell you, that is abundance. When you can have a business where you're working and surrounded with people you genuinely love and have your back, it's different than working in the old corporate or like for me, I worked at a university and I love my kids, like, you know, the children at the university, but you know, the hierarchy of administration, you don't even have to go there with that. But this is so great. That's another form of abundance that I have found in my business. Like you said, freedom to be at your beach house, plus have your work to be wherever you want to be. Right. And then to have be surrounded by people you love and say yes to things, you know, like you, who I genuinely care about. It's so beautiful every moment of the day to see the people that I genuinely care about or new people that are just coming in to my life. To me, that's abundance. You touched on something that I think is a wonderful way to wrap this up. And it's something you really have talked about with me in the past. And so I'm going to bring it up. I've done this work already in knowing what your values are. So my top three values are in this order, health, family, and flexibility. And a lot of people say, what is flexibility? Well, flexibility is being here in a place where it's actually a little bit easier to stay healthy because I can be outdoors and do some fun things in the water away from people and I don't have to worry about getting sick around them. I have time with my family because they're here. My parents are arriving tomorrow. So I can live out that value. And then the flexibility piece is, is that because of COVID, I ended up having to do an immediate shift from in-person meetings to online meetings and created a whole new program like on a dime. It was crazy how fast it all happened, but it was wonderful. And so that flexibility now working from a laptop means I'm at the beach house and we're here for a month. And it's kind of like the experiment I had planned to run three years from now happening in three months. That's all the clearing work you've been doing, you know, like when you clear out just phenomenal. So, I mean, thank you for that because we were doing some of that work together. Very exciting. It just shows the power of the energy and setting the intentions and really being very clear on who you are and what you believe in. And And what you no longer serve, what no longer serves you. Because I think that's what happened to you is why this, here's what I believe happens. And I think that you're the absolute perfect example in this moment is that you're so surprised that this happened, but not only did you listen to your guides and you improved some of your self-care, you also manifested exactly what you already were creating. Like, hey, let's bring this towards me. I want to work from this beautiful space I own, right? But here's the thing. We have to get rid of the baggage. And this is the same thing that you do. In order to have more space, you have to get rid of the things that you don't want in your life or in your home or environment, right? Because everything holds energy. And when you look at space, it's how you vibrate in that space. And if you're overwhelmed because there's too much stuff, I'm moving my hand up and down because I'm showing vibration, right? Right. So if you're like bumping into clutter, it just shuts the vibration. My hand has stopped vibrating now and I've bumped into the clutter. But if you 
create the environment. Look at the platform. I'm showing like elbow to elbow. So you've created elbow to elbow rather than two hands trying to vibrate and match. So what you're doing in your environment is you're creating more space for your energy to be held and for you to have what you want. And I I often think about this podcast as I'm going into my second year. You're probably one of the first interviews of my second year and think, I wonder why I called it the uncluttered office when so much of what I'm doing now in these interviews and things is talking about an uncluttered mind. Yep. Amen. I'm going to be re-recording the intro to reflect this, that through uncluttering, one gets more focus and more clarity on where they're going. And that's really about your mindset as much as it is about your physical space. Right. It's just here, you know, in our brains and in our hearts, there's that space. There's space. Yeah. And there's certain things I do and I don't do. Like I keep my purse in my office now because, you know, instead of setting it on the floor, by the way, you should never set your purse on the floor. floor. You're grounding your money. Money flows. Money is just energy, right? It's, It's a piece of paper theoretically, but how you attract it is through energy. So I think that that's important again, to keep your space decluttered because then flow happens, like the energy happens. So Catherine's role to your (laughs) world is very important. Well, thank you. Yours too. Thank you. Yours too. We create magic, I have to say. So some people out here in the listening world need, well, I, I would contend all people in the listening world need your magic, but some are going to want to be attracted to it right away. So how can they find you? Well, to book a session, which is in the Akashic Record field, which the Akashic Records are simply a database of your soul connected to divine source. It's a space of infinite love, wisdom, and truth. And so what I do is I marry intuition with business alignment. Mm -hmm. And what I do is align your business call is what I offer all your listeners. And all that they have to do is go to candacehaza.com forward slash book, B-O-O-K. And then you can grab your align your business call and meet up with me and talk about where your life's at and where you want your life to go. And then I'll give you a little prescription about what I see for you. And we move forward from there. That sounds fantastic. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so grateful to you. I'm so grateful. Enjoy your family and your time at the beach and your relaxing gratitude walks. And um, I'm excited for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.